Hey singers, how you doing this week? So I have a new friend that is on the podcast this week. And her name is Cassandra Claude, and we have a mutual friend named Kathleen. And um, it just so happens that that was her old voice teacher, and Kathleen Bell went to Shenandoah with me, and she was in some of my classes. Um, and anyway, so that's how we kind of knew each other and Kathleen, which thank you, Kathleen, if you're listening. Thanks for introducing us. She um, said that she should listen to this podcast, and it turns out, we have so much in common. Now, we've never met, but we chat, and um, we just are kind of like kindred teachers. We just ha- kind of have the same philosophy, and I wanted to have her on the podcast. So, she is currently teaching at the University of Miami. She also teaches privately, and she works with all kinds of clients. Singers, dancers, actors, models, film and theater writers, teachers of the performing arts, spoken word poets, instrumentalists, comedians... You name it, she works with them. And I just want to read off her philosophy for you. You can check this out at her website, CassandraClaude.com, C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A-C-L-A-U-D-E.com. And this is what it says. My philosophy of teaching singing is one that involves the whole student, meaning not just the technique, but the mind and soul of the singer. I invite my students to explore the deepest part of their being and bring newfound depths to their singing. Yes, this philosophy, philosophy comes from a singer and a voice teacher standpoint that grew up in a stern music programs, earning a degree in music where vocal pedagogy dominated. I was taught to be a technically correct vocalist and learned to teach that way as well. My formative years in vocal music education were great and necessary for my path. I taught my students from the same curriculum that I learned from, even including music theory and ear training in their practice. As they themselves honed into those very same tools, the vocal sounds they produced were beautiful, healthy, and polished. I soon began to realize that my teaching could not end there, however. This is not solely about a blueprint to vocal performance. It is a guide to being centered and explore inner self, creating openness and vulnerability that involves singing to not only sound beautiful, but to be heartfelt and honest. I believe in offering wisdom and courage to singers and to become a conduit to them, evoking sounds that are reflective of their life experiences. I involve the importance of technique in an effort to point the way to opening the threshold of connecting body and mind and nature and nurture to singing. I allow my students to consider beyond the fixed technique and towards a place of singing from the depths of them. Singing is a personal and it is important to feel connected to honesty and beauty of their talent. It's so nice. It's everything I think too. So it's it's really nice to have her on. I hope you like our little chat that we had. And I'm hoping there'll be more because um, it's just great talking with her. So without any further ado, here is Cassandra. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So tell us about yourself. Where do you work? What's, what's your life? What do you do? So I'm in Miami and um, I teach... I teach a lot of professional singers, but I also teach uh, beginners, like hobbyists, and I am a voice professor at the University of Miami Amazing. Um, with contemporary and musical theater, which is so interesting because I come from a classical background um, and kind of fell into uh, different genres, but it's been quite a journey and it's been it's been great, so... That's so crazy. Yeah. So how did you find yourself? I mean, you mentioned this to me one time on a phone call, but how did you find yourself in the contemporary world as opposed to your classical world? I just, you know, right after college, um, cause at a very young age, I knew that I wanted to get into 
vocal ped and teaching voice. Okay. So I knew that pretty early. And then I thought I was just going to work with classical singers. I started a company, um, and I had, uh, you know, different teachers for instruments and, you know, all of these different things that were going on. And then I decided halfway through that I wanted to have just a a vocal school, right? So when you're in the position of, um, okay, well, it's time to reinvent yourself, make money, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and do all of that, you know, you know, you have, you'll have a singer that's like, oh, well I do this. And can you teach me? And in my head, I'm like, well, I know voice. So I, I should be able to teach any genre. Mm-hmm. And then of course, like, you know, um, it just like, I started to get really known for, uh, working with, uh, songwriters and, um, and just a lot of contemporary singers, lots of musical theater, just all of that. And then, um, as it continued, I feel like I got better at it, but I also had to do a lot of professional development too, okay. you know, just to, you know, get to, to get myself, um, just, at the, like understanding, like everything that could happen to a contemporary singer. And, you know, cause in, cl- in the classical world, we have, um, we have this thought and this idea that there's a, a specific way a coloratura should sing a specific way. So a soprano mm-hmm. should, should sing all of that. But in contemporary singing, you'll have somebody that comes in and they're very nasal or they're kind of raspy or something like that, but they love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we yeah. And we just got to make sure that we don't change that, but, but, right. but still make it very healthy, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's just something that like throughout the years, it's been a while now. So throughout the years that I've, I've learned a lot, um, I've gotten, uh, I almost want to say that I've, I've probably mastered more of, of teaching the contemporary style in musical theater, um, and the classical has kind of taken a backseat a little bit, which is really interesting. That's crazy. Do you miss it? Yeah. I mean, I still have classical singers. I still, you know, I still work with them. It's just not as much, but yeah, when I, I think, you know, even though I say that, um, I've gotten so deep in the contemporary world when I'm with my classical singers, I still feel at home. Okay. Yep. Yep. And what would you say, this is for like a lot of my students and anybody that's listening, they're probably contemporary singers, maybe not, Mm -hmm. but for anybody that is in that world, could you give them like a little insight, a peek into what a classical voice lesson would be like? Cause it is, it's different. <laughs> it's different. It is definitely different. There are some things that are, are similar, but in a classical, in the classical world, I mean, we, we were very big on ping and resonance, um, you know, uh, obviously the support, but then it, when we get into like the breath support, especially at Poggio, mm-hmm. that technique, I feel like, uh, it's, Universal. Now, really quick, singers, if you don't know what the Apoggio breath is, I will tell you. So it's a combination of your abdominal and intercostal breathing. So the word Apoggio, it's spelled A-P-P-O-G-G-I-O. It comes from the Italian verb Appoggiare, which I hope I'm saying right. It just means to lean. I feel like I, it's something that I work with. With I, I do it with, with, with my contemporary singers. Same. I do it with my musical theater singers. I, and I do it with some, I have some students that don't sing and, okay. um, and they're just like working, like they're on the radio, they're doing voiceovers and, you know, they're actors. And I do the technique even with that. Cool. Of just like speaking. So some things kind of just like go 
over um, in whatever it is that we're working for just professional voice users. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know if I answered your question. No, that, that definitely started it. That definitely started it. So it's cool that it's a universal breath because I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I use that too. I mean, there's occasionally times where I'll have like a dancer and we need to adjust the breath in a different way right. because like after a while, like I had this one little girl, uh, I forget if I told you this, she was doing Clara, um, in the city in the nutcracker and uh-huh. she would shake like shake, shake from yeah. trying to take an inhale. And yeah. we tried and we tried and I was like, okay, try this, take a big breath up. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it worked. And after a while we just had to start doing a little bit of that. And, um, and we talked a little bit like focusing in on the back a little bit too, but right. you know, for the most part, that breath is universal and it's great. The apogeo breath. And, um, right. so what about some like vocalises? What are some of the stuff that you do in a classical lesson as oh, opposed to your I'm, contemporary? I'm a big fan of the kazooing. <laughs> so if you're wondering what kazooing is, so there's some teachers out there that call this different things. You can also do the blowfish. Um, like if you put your, um, your index finger and use it as a stopper for your lips, and you go, that creates so much space in your mouth, and it can lower your larynx or get you in more neutral larynx if that's what you're going for. Also, just sometimes a really well-placed hum, all those good things. They're all kind of the same but different. And also we can refer to these exercises as SOVT exercises, just meaning semi-occluded vocal tract exercises. And if you're feeling fancy schmancy, look up vocal tract and that'll just tell you what that whole thing is. And not to get too delved into it, but you can think of your vocal tract just like a tube. You can make a a tube really tight and you can make it really, really open and hollow and wide. We'll talk about it more eventually, but it is a great exercise that she's talking about kazooing. Big fan of that. And just like, you know, taking a nice low breath, locking it in position. And we are just kazooing the, the, the low larynx. We work a lot on that. The thing is that with, once we start working with um, any technique like that, it's a lot of mind work. So um, I generally start the lessons with a lot of intentional breath. Okay. Yeah. So um, some of it is sitting down, my, my studio looks like almost like a semi uh, gym, you know, cool. so I have resistant bands and yoga blocks and, Love you know, it. and all of these different things to, you know, to get them to feel everything because it's one thing to explain everything in a technical way and just think that they're going to actually get it, you know, and another way to um, actually feel it. So sometimes we lay down, um, sit down, you know, and the laying down and the sitting down, the reason why I do that sometimes it's because it's it's so exposing on the body. You almost can't not feel, you know, yeah. what's going on in Agreed. the body when you're laying down or when you're sitting down. So we do a lot of that um, feeling what the larynx does. Um, I do show pictures here and there depending yeah. on the student, but a lot of mind work before we actually get into the technique. That's great. Yeah. I love it. And you said the low larynx. So... What are some of the things that have helped you if a student is, you know, you're, you've kind of pulled everything out, almost everything. What are some mm-hmm. of the things that have worked for people that have had a little bit of a hard time with getting that larynx to just come down a little bit more? So we've done um, things like of just like a, ah, uh, like, you know, moving 
through the breath like that. And also I do this, um, I do this exercise where I have them work on, um, exhaling. Okay. Okay. And exhaling down into the pelvic bone. Mm. Okay. And it's just, and, and sometimes it, it kind of gives you like a body high. So I have to uh, like get through it like very delicately Got with, it. with, with the student. So, um, they get a chance to feel all over. So they put, they'll put their hands like on, on the larynx area, like, right. You know, well, you can't see me, but, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. so right there. And then we would start to like, um, exhale down into the body. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then from whatever selection, whatever piece that they're working on, we'd exhale through the phrase. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we start on, and I want to hear the breath. So literally we would go, yeah, that's great through and move through, um, and move through the piece phrase by phrase. Now, this is something that, um, it's a little aggressive, um, on the body. Like, so, you know, they'll, they'll feel it in their abs. Like some of them will say, Oh my God, it feels like, you know, uh, I, I have, I did just did like an ab workout. (laughs) It will feel like that. And then the, the other end of it, it will relax them completely. Um, but it would get them to focus, like you know, that. um, letting out like all, anything that they came in with. So, um, any thoughts of, uh, you know, just the day, any thoughts of what's, what is happening and not happening with the song and just focus on the breath. Okay. Yeah. That automatically will start to get the larynx to neutralize a little bit, Ooh, I'm you know, into that. and just, yeah. And just for them to just feel it. Just for them, you know, just to feel it, you know, everybody's different. So since I work with, um, a lot of different, um, a lot of different people, some of, some of them are not coming from, you know, an artsy background. So I have students that are architects and, you know, scientists and, you know, and, and there are times that I have to speak to them of like, okay, your lungs are decreasing 10%. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I have to talk like that, you know, and it just really just depends on who the person is, um, you know, how they take on, how they take on the lesson, what they are, what they're like day to day, Mm -hmm. you know, and that would depend on how we can fix some of these things. So basically we're on all the time, like mind on for every single student. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Well, that's really, it's good. It's good. I like that. Um, now before we get into more of our technical stuff, I want to get away from it for a second. Sure. So what has been your favorite thing about teaching singers just in general? What do you find to be the most satisfying from teaching? How they're able to release, um, emotionally. I Mm. think that's been, um, that's been interesting to see. Um, I didn't come from that background per se, you know, everything was really, really technical. Um, and then, you know, just life, you know, when life gets you, you know, in, in different directions, you start to think differently and your work starts to change. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you know, just from like, I, although I'm a very technical teacher, when we start to get into the deeper sense of like who they are, um, and the deeper sense of why they sing, uh, just for that to come out and then, and then that transforming the technique has, it will always be the most fascinating and most rewarding thing to see. So I do work with a lot of tears, um, tears and there's a lot of just releasing and opening blockages, you know, when, when a student has, we can hear so much through their voice. It's such a vulnerable area. So like, uh, we can hear, um, anger, we can hear trauma, 
Um, we can hear fear, we can hear lack of trust, you know, so, um, breaking through all of those barriers just to get them to sing, um, and even understand the technique through that is, it's just, it's my favorite part. Yeah. My favorite part. Yeah. And when you said fear, like I have a lot of students that they'll come in for an introductory lesson and they've never sang for anyone in their life. They said they've only sung in private places or, you know, they've never sung. They, they like a couple different singers. And when I start the lesson, I have to be so careful because I have to remember that, you know, this is the first time they're doing this and it's almost like walking on eggshells and, and it's really fun to do it too, but, um, you can't push them too much. Can't not push them a little bit. You know, you want to push a little bit, but, um, it's just an interesting experience because I think sometimes, I mean, I've seen it with teachers that, I, that have worked with me or just teachers in general where they're a little rough sometimes right. with the student. And I think they forget that they're dealing with a soul, a human being. And right, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, um, it's great to hear and another teacher care. Need, like that. Well, you know, and some people need that, you know, and, 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 yeah. but I think that it takes time for you to see if that's the student. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I, you know, I say I have an iron fist with a velvet glove, <laughs> you know, cause like sometimes I'm intense, you know, but like then, but it's like nicely padded and, you know, and probably pink and <laughs> fluffy and soft. And I'm like, I'm not mean, you know, but, yeah. um, definitely sometimes I can be pretty relentless, you know, but like, it's just, you know, you just, it, it is walking on eggshells sometimes. Yeah. You but know? you're right to, you know, to give them that and be relentless because our job is to correct the quote unquote error or fault in the voice. That's our job. So it's malpractice to not do that. So, but it's that fine line of like, how do we help them as human beings as well? Not just to sound good because that's just such a small part of, you know, such a small part about the whole singing experience. So do you sing yourself? Do you sing publicly? Oh my gosh. Such a great question. And, and every time I bump into my old professors, they're like, are you still singing? <laughs> um, I stopped singing as much um, when my company just started to just get bigger and bigger. Yeah. So I, yes, I still sing. Um, I'm definitely one that's like kind of out of practice. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Performing, yeah. you know, um, but it's like, I just performed last month, you know? Great. So like, obviously if I'm, if I'm asked to perform, I will perform. Um, but it's not something that I would, I would seek. But the thing is that I, it wasn't anything from the beginning. It wasn't something that I was thinking that I was going to do professionally. And, and though most people would say that teaching was their plan B, I felt like performing was mine in the weirdest, weirdest way. Like I was just like, well, if this doesn't work out, you know, maybe I could just like gig and perform, you know, <laughs> that's really cool. Cause that you're right. It is usually the opposite way around. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I went in the very, very opposite direction. And, and I just knew that like teaching was just the one place that my ego was not involved like at all. Yeah. Um, I loved it in, in, a, in, in just a different way. And as it transformed, I loved it even more, but I was in 10th grade when I knew I like, I knew the day that I decided I wanted to teach. Wow. Yeah. So wait, talk yeah. about that a little bit more. 
Yeah. Well, it was my director had, um, cause I, I was the section leader and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And my director had given me, uh, I think I was in trouble actually. I think I had like a detention or something. And, <laughs> like, and he's like, and I remember him looking at me and he's like, teach her her music. And I was like, okay. So I went into a practice room and, and it was an underclassman. And I remember uh, working with her and I could like, if I could remember her name or anything, I just forgot that. But I just remember how she felt after. Mm-hmm. And she was so appreciative Like, and it was just like, and I remember thinking like, really? Like all I did was sit at the piano and plunk out your notes. But like, she was so, so appreciative that it kind of just like, just transformed like a lot of, you know, just, you can get somebody. I mean, she was like, she was like almost in tears, you know, and she just looked at me. She's like, I couldn't get this part. Like I couldn't get it, you know? And, um, and that was the beginning of just like, oh, like, wow, like you have this in your hands to like, you know, you know, help people feel good. And I think we're all here for that, right? We're all here for like a service, you know, and, um, and, and that kind of just like opened up, well, I think I want to teach, you know? And then, um, my mom would ask me, she would say, well, what do you want to do? Like, and I was like, well, I'm going to make people famous. Who knows where that came from? You know, who knows where that came from? And I would always say it. I'm like, well, I'm going to make people famous, you know? That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I would just repeat this and repeat this. And then, you know, I, I thought I was going to double major uh, and, and do music and business. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just, I had, I just did music. And then later I got my master's in business and, um, and started my company. And Yeah. That's so cool. And it's still, it's still transforming. There's still layers, you know, to it. I started a mentorship program and, and that's why I love your podcast. You oh, know? Thanks. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so much about like what singers and artists need, Yeah, you know, the deeper sense of it. So, yeah. It's the lacking in the lessons, you know, yeah. like we get that, we do so much great work in the lessons, but it's just still not enough. Right. And, you know, we can't be handholding them all the time. So this is just like, I hope more people will do other things like this for musicians because we just need to have an overall idea of why we're here on the earth to do this. Absolutely. If you do feel driven to do music with your life and to get paid to do it or to whatever, um, yeah. you have to have like the through line of, of the why always. And if you don't so many, like, I don't know, like the, recently I saw a show on Broadway, I won't say any names or whatever, but you know, it was like, dead eyes. She sounded so good. I'm not going to lie. She sounded incredible, but there was nothing there and she had checked out. And I was like, I would rather be cleaning my bathroom than listening to you sing. And you know, and Christy, like I actually had to go through that with my students before I, you know, can figure, I remember, um, there was a competition that I had taken my students to and, and I was, and, and they had not, one. <laughs> and I was like thinking to myself, well, what? Like how, like, mm. and not, not, it wasn't so much of an ego thing, but I was just like, what? Like they are right. incredible singers, you know? So then at the end we, we got to see who won. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this must be, uh, and these were with my high schoolers. And I was like, and this, this must be someone that's like 16, but she sounds like she's 25, you know? Mm-hmm. And then 
when we went to see her, I was just like, oh my gosh, no, she didn't sound 25 and she wasn't better than them or anything like that. But man, she brought it. She brought the energy, the, the, I mean, the emotion and, and everything was so real and it was so honest and it was so raw. And from that day on, I completely just like, I went in into a deeper level of like how I taught singing and, and realized there was so much more to that, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, we just all go through it, you know? So, yeah. And what did this, what did your students take away when they saw that performance? Did they, did they realize it too? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, and we, we got back in on our, our, on our way back, we talked about it and I said, um, well, what, well, you know, what did you girls see? What did you, you know? And, and yeah, and they got it. And then ever since then we won everything after that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. And it was just that little thing. And I realized at that moment, it was so much more, it was so much more than just, you know, they're singing very correct. And like, everything was just like technically correct. And, and, you know, it was just how I was taught, you know, back in the day, you know, and, um, you know, and I remember going through text when I was in, in undergrad, but I don't remember it being so, so deep. And this is not to discredit anything because it was necessary, you know, my, my, um, you know, my education, but it's just, it was just a deeper level has changed like throughout the years. So, so whenever you work with a student, um, do you have a, I I mean, I'm sure you do, but like a favorite song that you work on with a student, if they're struggling with trying to be themselves fully in a song, do you have any like little tips or tricks for people that are sitting at home and they can't get in a voice lesson and they feel dead in the water? How can, what's some things you could give them as little bits of advice? Wow. I wish I could say, I wish I could say that there's like a particular song, but no, because, um, I, uh, the music has always been something that's like been a mix of like, yeah, I choose it, but it's kind of chosen them too. So like, um, in a, in a sense that like, um, the rep calls for them on a deeper level that maybe that I wouldn't know. So if I give a student a song, um, that really speaks to them, it would not speak to another student. So there's not, yeah, there's not one. That's a really good question though. I actually never really thought of that, but, uh, no, like the rep has always been very individualized. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a a particular song either. It just kind of, this question kind of came to my mind. Um, so why don't we, let's make a scenario. (laughs) Let's say, okay, I'm going to come in for a voice lesson with you and I really want to sing, um, what's a song, you know, really well that you like a pop song that you like, and I'll pretend I love it. A pop song. You know what song, the first song that comes to my mind is Bound to You, Christina Aguilera, which I've only had like two singers do it. But you like, I know that one. <laughs> I think I know one. that one. Yeah. I think I know that one. Okay. So let's say, okay, I want to work on, what was it? Bound to You? That's what's Yeah, called? Bound to You. Okay. I'm going to work on Bound to You by Christina Aguilera. Um, and I sound pretty good, um, but I'm just singing. What would you do to help me? Uh-huh. to live in the song. Okay. So we would first go through the text, talk about it a little bit, monologue it. And I would be, you know, I would tell them, I'm like, you know, text is a story. It just so happened to have a melody. Okay. And how do we get connected to all of this? So we go line by line and just like, you know, 
has this ever happened to you or something like that? Because look, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, so direct. And I remember I was working with a student, she was 17 years old and a phenomenal singer, like so amazing. You know, she went through the voice, like went pretty far into the voice of the blind auditions, all of that. Okay. That's cool. And one of her songs, um, it was, uh, I kissed a girl. Ah, Okay. Okay. So now, so now we're talking about text. All right. So here you're 17 years old. Could you really, I mean, like, you know, girls have had their wild times, but like, was it at 17? <laughs> and so it's just like, okay, so you kissed a girl and you liked it. It felt so good. It felt so right. Okay. So to have you really like kissed a girl before? No. You know, and, and her, her answer was no. So like, yeah. I'm not saying that it was, I'm creating it. No, but it was, her answer was no. And it's just like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Maybe the girl is, it's the stage you know, and you felt the stage for the first time and it felt so good and it felt so right. And you're in love with it tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just the idea of just like, you know, things can be, it doesn't have to be so literal, you know? Um, yeah, like, it's just like, but this girl that we're talking about is like, is it's music, it's singing. It's the first time you got on stage and it just felt so right, you know? And it was just like everything that you can imagine. And it's like, you don't, you don't want anything different. You, you know what I mean? That's really great because people get attached to the melodic lines of a song or they just love the song, but they don't know what the song is about. So that's one great way to keep them going in the song. Exactly. Honestly, I would be like, what other song could we do? You know what I mean? That would be my first instinct is like, yeah, I just kind of let the rep kind of like go and, and, you know, um, it, it's, it's been known like in my studio and I had, I, I had a recital on Friday with actors actually. And they were, they were singing, it was singing for actors course. Ooh. And one of them came up and said, and introduced his, his piece. And he goes, you know, and I realized that Cassandra has these psychic powers to just know what song fits us. And it's, it's not even that it's just more just like, I do go on a technical thing first what song that they can handle. And then I just kind of let it just flow intuitively of what it's about. And, and we do kind of carry a bunch of different stories. So maybe it does seem as though like, Oh my God, this is so deep, but really it's just that it's just a story that you've held on the inside and you know, you are able to relate to it. And if you have no relation to it at all, we'll change the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to try to hold on a little bit longer though, too, because I've always been like, well, okay, there are a million songs out there, guys. So if it doesn't work, let's find another version of it. You know, like, yeah, we do go in a little bit. Yeah. We go in a little bit more, a little bit deeper and, and, and we go, and I'm, you know, I'm always uh, careful, you know, I let them know. I'm like, you don't have to. So I'm just like, you know, if it's a, it's a, if it's a female, like, and it's, it's an old love or something like that. I'm like, okay, you don't have to tell me his name. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to tell me his name. But you know, can you see him though? I need you to see him in front of you. You know, I need you to see him very clearly. Like, what is he wearing? How is he responding to you? And then the waterworks come. Yeah, okay. And then we start talking about, um, okay, you know, I want you there, but let's not let it take over you too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we then we have to kind of just maneuver through all of that emotion as well. But right. it's just, it's, you know, it's just a really interesting journey. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really interesting line of the musical theater 
song performance mm-hmm. and the pop artist performance. They're more subdued sometimes. Like if we're watching like Adele, for example, she may right. be feeling everything that she's written and she's singing it fully, but it's just different when a musical theater person takes uh, chasing pavements into an audition room. Absolutely. It's different. And it's interesting for both of those parties to see the other do the song like that. Mm-hmm. I always find it interesting. And um, sometimes people feel like it's overacting, but I think musical theater performers just have this beautiful gift of living very large, very authentically. And it's just so fascinating how a pop artist can stand there and they're fully engulfed in that world, but it's just more of a quiet life in that song. And they're just both so beautiful. Um, How do you work with pop singers? Okay. Well, I mean, just that, like all of the stuff that we talked about um, and some of it is with coaching, um, just pure coaching. Like I say that there is definitely a difference between coaching and teaching. Yeah. Talk about that real um, quick. Cause some people don't yes. know about the difference. Oh yeah. So with the teaching, we're definitely going with the science behind it. We're, we're fixing things. We're making sure that everything's healthy. And although that is definitely my expertise, I would say like, it is something that I would go through with everyone, with every once in a while. Um, I have to just coach in the studio, you know, where I'm just, I'm just in the studio and I'm side by side with the producer and the mic is, you know, um, in my hands and I'm just coaching the singer, uh, through their song. So, um, and coaching would be like, um, give me a little bit more here, a little bit more there. Um, can we just like add, just, you know, take away a little bit of the consonants or add some more consonants. Like, can you just like elongate this, something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and with the teaching, it is technical and technical and technical. I mean, we go in, we talk about, um, we're definitely on the breath, you know, talking about every type of vocal function and technique that there can be so that they don't hurt themselves and that there's like longevity. Yeah. So, um, though when a student comes in, they may think that they're coming in for coaching, but if I hear some stuff, you know, that that's just obviously extremely unhealthy, I will bring it up. Yeah, we to have them. to, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you got, yeah, to. I would definitely bring it up to them and, it, and it's their decision if they want to keep working on that because I've had, had singers before and they generally don't say, okay, no, I don't want to work on it. But like, you know, you, you know, some singers, uh, especially contemporary artists, you'll bump heads with them a little bit mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, yeah, this is not very healthy, but they like it. Yeah. They like it, you know, and, and we know that if we go too much in, we might change it. We might change the sound a little bit. I always give that as a disclaimer. I Me ask too. first. Yeah. I'm like, do you, I'm like, you're very nasal. Do you want me to change that? Because if you want me to change it, I'll change it. If you don't want me to change it, you know, we can, we can keep it. I'm just going to work around that. We're going to make sure that it's a healthy nasal sound, you know? Oh, that makes me so happy because a lot of people in the, and this is not to offend any voice teachers if they're listening, but it just is interesting because our, I feel like our job is to help these people to live the most authentic life they can, exactly. regardless if it's with their music or not. But I feel like our job is the music and that will infiltrate everything in their life. And if you take away their sound, how is exactly. that helping them? You know, exactly. so that's so exactly. wonderful. You do that. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It transforms everything. I had one student, um, oh, she's just a lovely student. And she, um, the first few classes we had together, she, um, there was a lot of, 
it, it, it was just, you can tell she was coming from people trying to like teachers trying to change her sound yes. and change her sound. And one day, and I think it was like the third lesson in or something. And one day I just said to her, I was like, do you, I'm not here to change you. I'm like, if you like this, you know, I'm just here to make sure that it's clean, you know, that you can do this for a long time because you love this, you know, and you don't have problems like later on, you know, and ever since then, Christy, like the classes have been the most amazing. Like, I mean, I feel like she's taught me like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's been such an amazing um, connection just from that one comment that I made. Oh my God. You know, it has just been the most amazing thing. I mean, she like, like had to switch out of like, you know, um, her majors and she's like, well, but I'm still taking classes with you. You know, so much to the one, to the person that was like ready. So she just didn't want to take voice. She just didn't want to do voice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then until we had that conversation, it was just perfect. It was great. Oh my gosh. So, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of people they'll come in for a lesson and they'll say, and I want you to tell me if I don't even know if I probably can't sing this um, because it, I don't know if this even fits my voice. I'm like, we can make it fit your voice if you want it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want? I say that too. Yeah. I say that too. Yeah. I say that too. Now I tell them, I talk a little bit about the timbre and, and all of that stuff. And, and I'll say, you know, um, we don't want to uh, compare your sound to anyone unless you look exactly like them. I mean, we know that all of this has to do with facial structure yeah. and, um, and I have an identical twin sister. So I get to use oh. that as, yeah, I get to use that as an example all the time. I'm like, if you hear my sister, yeah, we sound exactly the same. I mean, I listen to, um, recordings of myself speaking oh. and it's like, I'm listening to my sister. <laughs> so, and that's because, well, we have the same face, we have the same, you know, bone structure and the idea of even like, you know, that black girls have like really powerful voices. And it's just because we tend to have very high cheekbones, mm. you know, <laughs> and that brings out a big sound, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I tell them this and I, and I say, it's just like, so if it's, you know, just depending on, on, you know, your, your facial structure and all that, and that that's going to, you know, give you a good amount of, you know, what your sound is going to be and how we're going to work around it. And we can get you to sing anything you want, yes. but just don't have like this expectation that it's going to sound like, yeah, like Adele, yeah. you know, you are you and that's beautiful yeah. and should be embraced. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so. interesting when people are like, will this work? I'm like, if you want it to, yeah, <laughs> but I believe that. I yeah. totally believe that. So is there any, I guess, advice for people? Cause I, I'm hoping that people that can't afford voice lessons are, are able to listen to this and have it help them. And um, I'm wondering if you have any advice for people that just are working at home on their own. Um, they need to do it safe, but I want them to be cultivating right. just a, a general idea of who they are through okay. music. Um, do you have any like thoughts, suggestions, advice for singers like that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would definitely, I, I, I even tell my students and, you know, um, to explore, explore their sound. Um, I, I know that there's things on YouTube and stuff like that, but I'm always mm-hmm. kind of weary about that just because like what I just said about the bone structure and stuff, you know, there are certain exercises and certain things that can fit one student very well and you know and somebody else not so much and even though even some of the foundational things 
you know, there's different um, layers and different ways of getting into it per student. You know what I mean? So um, if you're going to, you know, do these things on YouTube, be aware, like have some form of awareness and, and um, of what hurts, what doesn't feel good and what doesn't sound good or, you know, just like explore different things and then maybe jump, try to jump in on like, if you can find a group class or, you know, uh, I guess there's free lessons. Oh, yeah. somewhere. I, you mean, know, I don't know. I think that there's, you know, at <laughs> universities, if you go onto the websites, there's right. usually community arts programs where they're trying to not only help the students that are there trying to learn how to teach, um, but they're trying to help the community. And I think, and I think lessons are quite cheap like that. And I, I know that because my undergrad, they did a thing with not only therapy, but they did it with dance classes and music just in general. And I remember getting some really cheap stuff from there. so. So cool. Yeah. If they could do that, that would be, I mean, that would be great. But even just, just the idea of exploring, like I tell my students all the time, I'm like, don't just go off of what I'm telling you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just explore it. I I told you, I'm here to give you tools. You know, you take those tools and you, you know, and you rearrange it and you come back to me and tell me something. I mean, I've learned things of like a student would come in and just like, I had an epiphany and this is, you know, how I, I, I decided to, you know, get into this technique. I got into it this way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. I'll try it with another student, you know? See, that's (laughs) what I do too. I do that too. It's just, that's the beautiful and fun thing about teaching is I feel like we never stop learning and I'm so addicted to like education and academia. It's like, it's so fun, (laughs) you know, we're learning and like for free, they're paying us, but we're learning too. So it's so fun. But any lasting thoughts for us? Sing. Go do it. Go yeah, sing. Just sing. It's for yeah, everybody. It and, and, you know, I get that question a lot. Like, do you think I can, you know, I can sing it? And I believe that. I believe if you can speak, you can sing it. It sounds like it's up in the clouds, but, you know, why not? And just, and do it for your soul and, um, and just do it for just the love of even getting to know yourself because singing definitely brings out some internal stuff. <laughs> so, yep. so, yeah. We yeah. need it. You know, cheap therapy. Absolutely. (laughs) Go sing a song. So where can people find you? So my site is CassandraClaude.com. That's C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A-C-L-A-U-D-E.com. So it's just my name.com. And my Instagram is Sassy Classy Cassie. It is old. (laughs) (laughs) I love the name though. It's really old. And it just had, it's just been there for a while. So I never changed it. But you can find me there. And then, of course, just Facebook, Cassandra Claude. So, yeah. Thank you. Because, you know, you're so positive and people are looking for positive people. So hit her up if you need her. <laughs> Definitely. I would love to read um, any messages or any questions. I, You know, I get them all the time because I also do things online. Um, and, yeah, find me. Let's chat. Hey, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> thank you for having me. That was a great conversation, and I'm so happy you took a listen to it. 
If you are interested in checking her out further, go ahead to her website, CassandraClaude.com, C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A-C-L-A-U-D-E.com. You can also check her out where she mentioned her Instagram. And if you are into the podcast in any way and you want to talk to other like-minded people, go ahead to Facebook and type in the Happy Singer Podcast. Go ahead and like the page. And if you like the page, then I'll be able to add you to our Happy Singer discussion group. It's attached to the page. Um, you can't join the group unless you are, you've liked the page. It's interesting how that works. I'm not really sure why. Um, but I hope you find us there. Last week, I challenged people to sing on the page. And um, it turned out to just be me singing. But that's okay. <laughs> Baby steps. And um, if you are interested in joining it, go ahead and go to Facebook, The Happy Singer Podcast, and then from there, The Happy Singer Discussion Group. Also, you can find me on Instagram. It's just Christy Bissell, K-R-I-S-T-Y-B-I-S-S-E-L-L. And um, if you like this podcast and you want more singing podcasts, also check out the New York Vocal Coaching Podcast. It's just New York Vocal Coaching when you type on the Apple or on uh, Podbean. They're also on Spotify as well. I'm not. I'm working on that. Promise. And um, yeah, there's all kinds of great episodes. And that's actually where I work. Um, for anybody that's just uh, joining the podcast now, if this is the first episode you've listened to. Um, I'm a voice associate at New York Vocal Coaching. And yeah, I teach in Manhattan and I teach the most amazing people. And on my Instagram, I'm always posting um, videos of them singing, and you know, it's just, it's a really good time. And yeah, go ahead and follow the New York Vocal Coaching Podcast. It's great. Let's see what else. Yeah, I'm just hoping you're having a beautiful time wherever you're at. And yeah, happy singing. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.